0: Hello, from Wonder Media Network, I'm Jenny Kaplan, and this is Womanica. This month on Womanica, we're highlighting women who led extraordinary lives of resistance. Today, we're talking about one of the most influential American labor organizers of the 20th century. From stirring up successful workers' strikes to advocating for women in the workforce, her commanding voice inspired countless activists. We're talking about Elizabeth Gurley Flynn, Elizabeth Gurley Flynn was born on August 7, 1890, in Concord, New Hampshire. As a child, her family lived in a few different industrial towns in New England before finally settling in the South Bronx. Elizabeth's parents encouraged her leftist political views from a young age. Her mother, Annie, was an Irish immigrant who had belonged to the Democratic Socialist Party, Sinn Féin. Her father, Thomas, was also a socialist and organized a chapter of the Knights of Labor. When she was just 15 years old, Elizabeth gave her first ever public speech at the Harlem Socialist Club. At the time, political speeches were a popular form of entertainment, and Elizabeth turned out to be great at putting on a show. A newspaper reporter once wrote that her audience was, frowning when she frowned, laughing when she laughed, growing earnest when she merely grew moderately so. Elizabeth was 16, the first time she got arrested while giving a speech. She was literally standing on a soapbox in a busy New York square and got in trouble for drawing a crowd that blocked traffic. Elizabeth's radical politics reportedly also got her expelled from high school. After that, she devoted all of her time to advocating for workers' rights. She traveled west and joined the Industrial Workers of the World, an international labor union. During this period, she met fellow organizer J.A. Jones, who was almost twice her age. They got married in 1908 and had two children, but the couple ultimately stayed together for only two years. During the 1910s, Elizabeth helped organize strikes for textile workers and ore miners around the country. She traveled from town to town, using her forceful voice to spark resistance in communities of low-wage workers. She was arrested 10 times, but didn't serve prison time. Fellow labor activist Joe Hill wrote a song about her called Rebel Girl, which became a popular nickname for Elizabeth. In 1912, Elizabeth worked with Margaret Sanger, the birth control activist, to organize a textile workers' strike in Lawrence, Massachusetts. The strike lasted two months and brought national attention to the poor conditions inside textile mills. The owners eventually agreed to raise workers' pay by 20%. After World War I, the country entered a Red Scare period and became more hostile to labor organizers. In response to this tide of suspicion, Elizabeth became a founding member of the American Civil Liberties Union, or ACLU. During the 1920s, Elizabeth and other members of the ACLU advocated on behalf of two Italian immigrants, Sacco and Vanzetti who many believed were falsely accused of murder because of their radical politics. The two men were eventually found guilty and were executed in 1927. Their deaths sparked international protests. Elizabeth entered a new phase of her activist life when she joined the Communist Party USA in 1937. This new affiliation didn't go over well with her colleagues at the ACLU. And in 1940, Elizabeth got kicked off of the organization's executive board. During World War II, Elizabeth championed the rights of women workers, including pushing for daycare centers for working mothers. She also kept up a weekly column in the communist publication, The Daily Worker. In 1942, she ran for Congress in New York and received 50,000 votes, though she ultimately lost. When the war ended, America entered a new Red Scare period, In 1951, Elizabeth and 12 other Communist Party leaders were arrested for allegedly calling for the overthrow of the U.S. government by force and violence. During the long trial, Elizabeth chose to represent herself. She was found guilty and spent several years at a federal prison camp near Alderson, West Virginia. In 1955, Elizabeth published her first book about her younger activism years called I Speak My Own piece. Autobiography of the Rebel Girl. A few years later, she published a second book about her time in prison. It provided a rare glimpse into the inner workings of a woman's prison. It also featured Elizabeth's hostile attitude towards lesbian inmates. After she was released from prison, Elizabeth continued her work with the Communist Party USA. When she was 71 years old, she was elected chair of the National Committee, the first woman to ever fill that position. Around that time, she made her inaugural trip to the Soviet Union. In 1964, she was on another trip to the Soviet Union when she became ill and was hospitalized. She died in Moscow on September 5, 1964. She was 74 years old. The Soviet Union gave her a state funeral. Roughly 25,000 people gathered to remember her life's work. All month, we're highlighting women who led lives of resistance. For more information, check us out on Facebook and Instagram at Womanica Podcast. Special thanks to Liz Kaplan, my favorite sister and co creator. As always, we'll be taking a break for the weekend. Talk to you on Monday.